So as many of you know, early on in my career, I was blessed to have been Taylor Swift's former manager. Now, in that time with Taylor, she ended up getting on the radar of a critic who ultimately became the uh, the song Mean. He was the influence for the song Mean. His name's Bob Lefsitz. And Bob, recently, we connected at Canadian Music Week. Well, at the beginning, we didn't connect but in his column, he ended up taking a shot at me, which is pretty funny. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Uh, I think you'll find it quite comical and informative. Right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving, and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters. My name is Rick Barker, and I went from living homeless on the streets, addicted to drugs, to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, TV talent shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree, and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content out to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So first off, tell everybody who you are. What's up? Cool. What's up, everybody? My name is Vibe by Mello. Uh, I'm an artist out, based out of Toronto. Grew up and uh, raised, actually, making some dope-ass R&B and hip-hop. Definitely check it out. All my music's on all streaming platforms. All right, perfect. So open up that email I sent you. Cool. And I want you to go down to this part. So this is Bob Lefsitz, who does the Lefsitz letter. Okay, yeah. Okay, so he, he uh, was at the event. And then uh, Monday night, so let's see... So start at this guy, Rick Barker. So just read. All right. This guy, Rick Barker, a supposed social media guru, came next. It was billed as how to become a social media ninja in under an hour, which it was. <coughs> but he didn't have an hour. So he just hit the highlights. Actually, he said you could watch his presentation free at rickbarker.com on demand. On demand. That means now. This ain't the damn commercial. Just read it, Mello. <laughs> Come on, just read, just read it, because then I want to get your feedback on it. Okay. Uh, I had no doubt Barker was personally successful. He was driven with attitude, but when he started telling the, the ensemble a multitude how to leverage Instagram Live and to tweet 20 times a day because people don't see it, uh, I want to stand up like the Nazi and <laughs> reducers and say... This is everything wrong with the music business today. <laughs> the endless hype turning us off completely. Wow. Um, <laughs> it was the opposite of Linda Perry. And when Rick gave a commercial at the end, selling his service with a cell phone number for emergencies, I realized he was just another hustler like everybody else. <laughs> he said, okay. <laughs> uh, he said he was Taylor Swift's ma first manager, could be, but... I've never heard of him. <laughs> and and if you're on the verge of superstardom, his techniques would probably work. But like Linda Perry said, 
there were no rock stars in the audience. I have social anxiety, so I don't introduce myself to people. And often we'll just skip that. So basically, what I teach is everything that's wrong with the music industry, and I'm a hustler. Now, that was the first time you had seen my presentation. <laughs> so, you were you were in the same room that he was. Yeah. What did you get from the room? I got jewels. Like you actually dropped knowledge. <laughs> like I don't. That, oh, I was listening to something today, and it's like so many people. They shower and put on the same dirty ass clothes because they just go back into the mentality. Right. You're telling people just fucking change. Just it's so so little and simple things that make all the difference. Right. And that's, that's kind of what I took out of it, you know? Because <laughs> you came up, you're like, dude, your presentation was so dope. It was this. It was that. I'm like, wow, because that's the feeling that I usually get. You know, it's like <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, I'm going to try to introduce myself to Bob today. I did reply back. Uh, if you'll open yeah. up that email, I'll tell you what I replied back, Yo. which was pretty funny. Uh, I said to him, as I said, uh, I said, uh, Bob, I guess I finally made it into one of your columns. I said, thanks for stopping by my very rushed presentation. This is my fourth CMW. Usually I have 90 minutes. Here's a link to a Polestar article from 2014 where catching up with former Taylor Swift manager Rick Barker. So... Google's a very powerful tool, Bob. You could have just Googled Rick Barker and Taylor Swift and found that out. I've made it a mission to help indie artists all over the world use the tools that are readily available to them to build, reach, and monetize an audience. I have nothing but respect for what it is that you do and would love to sit with you while you're here at Canadian Music Week. I'm not a panel guy, as I explained to the attendees. I prefer to teach and give usable tools to these artists, helping them deal with the way the music industry is today. The free info I give is better and more relevant than what many are paying hundreds of thousand of dollars for at universities to get music to business degrees online. Today's artists are music business degrees on theory. Today's artists are their first publishers, managers, record companies. I've made it my job to teach them how to protect themselves, make sure that they know how to register their music properly so they get paid. I insist on teaching every year, and I currently help thousands across the world with my free and paid services, promising nothing but to show them and guide them on how to use what is at their disposal. The internet, please feel free to reach out and give me a call. Uh, I walked up on him yesterday, introduced myself, said, hi, Bob, I'm Rick Barker, but he obviously didn't have time to talk. So I'm going to try to get him one more time today. Uh, as an artist in today's business, mm -hmm. what have been your struggles? Actually, getting the right people engaged with the music. I'm able to get engaged. Now, who, now tell me who are the right people. Well, I guess, I guess that, that is uh, very um, uh, subjective, but... Uh, I would say the dope creatives or other people who enjoy looking at dope art and aesthetic and enjoy hip-hop, uh, the rap scene, and everything that comes around with it. Okay, so there's millions. We might even be hitting close to billions of those people that are out there. Exactly. I mean, why? that's why hip-hop is the most popular, because of the content that comes out consistently. It's yeah. like unlike a lot of other genres who kind of space their stuff out because mm -hmm. that's what the labels do. You don't have to do... What I try to explain to people is Drake has two businesses. He has his label business, which he releases singles out on a schedule, and there's all the stuff that comes along with it. Then there's his, you know, billion-dollar streaming business where he's yeah. putting stuff out every week. Yeah. You know, it's two different business models. So you taking that business model of trying to get in front of those people, what are you doing to get their attention? Because a lot of times what happens is artists wait to be seen instead of just dropping their stuff on them all the time. So what are you currently doing to get your music and your art in front of people as as much as possible every single day? 
I would say I'm promoting all my music uh, constantly. I do a bit of the Facebook ads. Okay. You know? um, trying to gig as much as possible and uh, kind of going between. What are you doing as far as Instagram lives, Facebook lives, things like that? Facebook live, Instagram live is what you kind of open the door for. Yeah, me. it'll change your game. It'll totally change your world because what happens is once the content's out there, Instagram story. So if you do an Instagram story and you don't bring anyone on. Yeah. There's a down arrow button, click save, then you can take that Instagram live. If you see there's people and they're jamming. So you wanna do it in two ways. Once you bring someone on, you're not allowed to save that anymore. It's only good for 24 hours. So do one where you're just performing, you're doing your stuff. So that's your performance piece, your fans are loving it. But what I would do first is I would go on live every night and lead people up to Friday night. I'm going to do a performance. So you're talking with the fans, you're bringing them on so that their fans know, now their followers know that there's this show that's going on on Friday. What happens is we usually just show up and then go, damn it, nobody came, <laughs> nobody <laughs> did. But if you go every night, start telling the stories behind the songs. These are the songs I'm gonna perform. These are the guests that are going to be here. This is what goes on. Make an event out of it, but go yeah. live because you can go live for an hour, then it'll cut you off. Then go back live again if you need to. Get all these people engaged. And what you can do is on Instagram Live, you can make an event and you can have a countdown timer and it can show. And there's so many different things that you can do. But if you do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, when you show up Friday, don't bring anyone on. Just do it yourself. They'll all be there. People will see 500 people watch this. Now, all of a sudden, you just perform for 500 people. You can then save that video and reuse it again. It's content that you're now able to reuse again. It'll say, would you like to save it to your camera roll? You say, yes, hit that little down arrow. Yeah. So now you've got a live show that could run every single week. Cool. You could rerun that in your story every single day if you wanted because new people are constantly going to be able to find it. So that's just one of the strategies for people like you that are going to get creative. Plan ahead. Plan ahead and just don't, nothing needs to be a surprise. It's like artists are like, oh, I'm just gonna put a teaser out there. I'm like, no, you finally got their attention. Why are you gonna tease them? Yeah. You know, it's like, you've been trying to get with this girl for a long time. You gonna tease her when you finally get there? <laughs> Hell no, you know what I mean? You're like, everything I got, I'm right here. Cause there may not be a Don't second chance. You. you know what I mean? Cause there may not be that second chance. So give them your best stuff right away. Yeah. Just like with dating, you don't go in and just, hold back. No, you want to go in because you don't know if you get number two, you know? So that's the same thing with trying to get people's attention because you're fighting for the same attention that The weekend's fighting for, that Drake's fighting for, that Kanye's fighting for, that Jay-Z's fighting for. We're all fighting for the same set of eyeballs. Yeah. So we got to give them our best stuff because that's what the superstars do. And if we want to be a superstar, we got to act like superstars and it's work ethic and it's showing up every single day. So I apologize for uh, giving you nothing but crap and being what's wrong with the music industry today by trying to teach you how to use these tools that are how readily available you? to everyone. How dare you? That, yeah. Shame on you for trying to help me get my music in front of as many people. Oh my gosh. Listen, you've been fun. Anything, anything you want to say, it's like, you know, about what you've discovered that maybe you didn't know leaving Canadian Music Week? Really? Like, the facets of... I guess I guess the the uh, it's not not necessarily deception. It's more it's more perception Kay. of how you can change what people think about the way that you do things without it coming off like you're always trying to sell. Right. You don't need to sell. You 
you're you're just showing people that you are here and you're worth taking attention yeah. and time for because you got something to say. Yeah. And you have a good way to show that. So I appreciate you for that. Yeah, no, I always tell people, it's like every time I open my mouth, I'm selling, by the way, whether it's be with my teenage kids, my wife, <laughs> you guys. But what it is is I may not necessarily be asking for the buy yet. You know, it's like when, whenever I'm going and leaving comments, I'm just selling myself as someone who has empathy, as someone who's thankful that you follow me. Sales and marketing, there's a difference between marketing and sales. Ultimately, we all have to consume something. At some point, they're going to buy a concert ticket. It might as well be yours. At some point, they're going to buy a hat. It might as well be yours. But they're going to make an investment because like I shared with everyone else is that the music community no longer has to physically purchase music in order to consume it. Mm -hmm. But this industry is thriving right now because of ticket sales, because of merchandise sales, because of bundles. So if you want the fans to ultimately come back and invest in you, you need to be that person that's constantly showing up for them. Here's a like, here's a comment, here's a thank you. Thank yeah. you can go a long way with a fan. Oh my gosh, that's something I actually learned this this week as well. Yeah. This week as well. I'm just like, the engagement isn't done after you've done the show or after mm -hmm. you've put out the music. It's, hey, thank you for now going to take a listen to that. Because that's I think that is the biggest thing that people forget. Yep. Is how much people remember that. They're like, okay, I didn't just listen to this person's music. They disappeared. It was wow, they really respect the fact that I went Well, there. and then you can go in and you can, you know, give a hashtag from the stage or something so that you can go in after the show and thank everyone for being there. You can make them all your own personal photographers and then you go <laughs> in and they tag you. And, oh, by the way, when they tag you, all their fans go, oh my gosh, I should have been at that show. And next time they will be at that show. And then that's why, as I'm telling Mella, when you bring them on on these Instagram Lives and these Facebook Lives, as soon as you invite them in, now all of a sudden their fan, their followers are notified. Mm -hmm. So how easy is it now? And then what you do is you wait a couple seconds, you see the numbers start going off, and you're like, hey, if you're just joining me, I uh, just want to say thanks to Rick for you know introducing me to you. You know, we found each other. He came to one of my shows. I'm a musician. You can find the link in my bio. Hit me up. I'll, I'll hit you back. Follow me. I'll follow you back. You know, it's all this reciprocity, mm -hmm. and and that's that should be the album cover one day. Reciprocity. <laughs> You know, that's what we got. Well, man, Rick. <laughs> dude, I appreciate you. Uh, I just wanted, to, I, I just thought it was funny because you had never seen me give my very fast presentation, yes. but you were in the same room he was. I just wanted to see if you felt the same way old Bob did. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> you're who I care about. I don't give a shit about him. That's you know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is funny. He's like your drunk uncle that shows up at the party. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. That's Uncle Bob. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. That's Uncle Bob. Sorry, funny. Uncle Bobby. <laughs> Dude, I Thank appreciate you. So you. you got it, man. Uh, we'll talk again. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Now, if you found value, please subscribe. If you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, please share. Also, I would love if we could follow each other on socials. Just follow me on whatever platform you use. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rick Barker Music. Message me that you listen to the podcast and I will follow you back. Until next time, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.